Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant to Shaq. Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life. And he's going to G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys NBA Podcast, Episode 2. I'm here with Jermaine and I'm joined remotely by Callum, who's down in the uh, the depths of Canberra. Where are, you, where are you at at the moment, Callum? How you going, guys? Um, I'm down in a very fun town of Yass. Um, yes. Yass. Yass, baby. The big the big Yass, the big yeah, smoke. The big Yass is that exactly? Oh, uh, look, 6,000 people. It's about an hour outside of Canberra. Our nation's capital. The nation's capital. Well, thanks for joining us remotely. And it's been a bit of work getting the the technology going, but we're we're up and running. Mm -hmm. And and before we get started, I just want to say a big shout out to Jermaine for that that legendary intro that we've all just heard. I hope all the (laughs) listeners are all hyped right now. (laughs) When when I heard that intro, I was actually so hyped. (laughs) And I'm so stoked the way it turned out. So that was definitely definitely the goal. uh, Big props to you, Jermaine. Really appreciate (laughs) that. So we've got, we've got a good show for you guys, episode two of the Ball Boys podcast. Um, we're just going to be going through, first of all, a few notes and happenings around the NBA. The biggest takeaway, though, is we've got NBA action back. We've had some basketball being played. Um, I've been watching some highlights and, and some, some things that are happening around the league. Um, so we just want to start off by just going through the latest and actually hot off the press this morning. Um, I think this was, was this is Woj's first tweet this morning ah, after being yes. suspended? Yes, this uh, is the one. The, the New York Knicks, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, have signed <laughs> Tom Thibodeau. Big news. Big news. They're going straight to the championship next year. <laughs> We've got a dynasty incoming. Here we go. The New York Knicks, Tom Thibodeau. Mate, that, that man. Five years. <laughs> he just keeps on finding a way to, <laughs> to get back in the league. I'm really sorry for any Knicks supporters that aren't listening at the moment, but... Yeah. Fuck that. That franchise is awful. What What are you doing? I've like, been feeling bad for the Knicks Association for, I think, 20 years now. <laughs> 20 oh. straight years. They've been in a rough spot for a yeah. long time. How, how do you sign someone for five years as a coach in, a, in an era like now where coaches are lasting one or two years hmm. and you're signing Tom Thibodeau, who has not done anything good since he's been a coach at the Bulls? Yeah. But that's like ten years, and ago. That, it's, yeah. it's not twenty. It's not twenty twelve anymore. Like yeah. it's twenty twenty. You've yeah, got a, a Knicks franchise so or, much in the past eight years. I feel like I feel like the Knicks are just clinging on to like the nineties era. <laughs> you know, like the you know yeah. we played physical defense physical. and yeah. you know like run your players forty minutes a game until they. You know, well, remember a few yeah. seasons ago, they um, Phil Jackson wanted to run the triangle. Let's do the triangle. Yeah, <laughs> oh, got Derek Fisher so, as a coach so, so for a while. So, <laughs> oh, I feel man. bad. I feel RJ, real bad for the Knicks fans. Oh, goodness. Oh man, I would I would be walking out the door if I was the Knicks fan. I, I, <laughs> I feel like Tom Thibodeau has like he's had. I feel like he's being paid from other contracts still at this moment. He may well could be like <laughs> just he, people who he fired just him, him just throwing contracts, just money up, and, like just so much money. I'm, I'm, he's making if, bank. If there's a market for RJ Barrett to lead the league in minutes next year, yeah. I'm putting my house on it because that guy's <laughs> going to get run into the floor. Do you think it's and that's a good thing as a young player? No, I think he's going to be like 
That, that, his his career could potentially get shortened by like five years. The just new Luol Lu- Lu- um, Dang. Remember how he did that in Chicago? Ran into oh, the yeah. Luol Dang, Andrew Wiggins, like Carlton Towns back when he was with the Timberwolves, man. Mm. Anyway, we'll move on from that. But I just thought that was hilarious. Classic Knicks. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but going through, we've had a few few basketball games. We're just going to go through each of our highlights from the actual ball that's been playing at the moment. Um, I'll start with you, Jermaine. What's been your highlight of the limited basketball action that we've had so far? Well, to be honest, I've... I haven't actually watched too many games in full. Just been watching some highlights, and obviously, one of the players that have been all over social media at the moment is just Bobo. Bobo, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not saying I'm part of that hype train, but it's just, it's cool. To, it's cool to see that he's, you know, yeah. He's put, he's, he's, he's moving well. He's, he's hitting that three ball. He looks he's, fluid. He's just looking fluid. He's yeah. looking active. Just. Yeah, playing good days. Some of those blocks just, that he's getting, of- he's so long. Um, just the way he can test it, it's it's um it's pretty impressive. Some people just think they have a nice open shot, and th- yeah, his wingspan just flying out of nowhere. Yeah. It's um it's pre- it was impressive. Those six blocks and on a on that game a few days ago, very impressive. I, feel, I think um every time he got a block, I think the commentator was like seven nine wingspan. They profit, don't they? Yeah, they profit. Yeah. The ball train. He, he's he's definitely going to hype it up, and I think what 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 did they say their lineup was like? Nikola Jokic at the center uh, and Bol Bol. No, he was point guard. He was point yeah. guard. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, Jokic at point guard. Uh, yeah. Grant at shooting guard. Yeah, Mason Plumlee at small forward. Yeah, they had a big big lineup. <laughs> Jokic, at- but surely surely that's not actually going to get any. That's not going to run into playoffs, will it? That's just they're just nah, they're nah. just meshing some things. I, some I highly doubt Bol Bol is really going to play any significant minutes in yeah. in the playoffs. Over or under ten minutes in the entire playoffs. What do you reckon? Under, yeah. Un- under ten. Under. Yeah, I go. I go over. Some junk time. I'm gonna say fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right, Cal. What's what's been your biggest takeaway of the game so far? Oh look, I'm just excited to see NBA basketball again, boys. I'm I'm happy. I just felt I'm actually pretty feeling pretty positive. Of the whole setup as well. Um, yep. When you look at some other sports, it's a bit. It's just, just a bit depressing looking at all the, looking at all these empty stands, and um, I think the way they've sure. they've done the whole setup, they've got and they're trying a few different things as well in the background. They'll get some some kind of fake um, sounds from fans um, cheering and and they're trialing new things. But the, the overall um, kind of display of the game itself, I, I was pretty impressed with. So I think the NBA are doing a great job there. Um, and and yeah, I, I'm yeah, just really so, excited. So they've, so they've got they've got I think it's it's NBA 2K. Crowd noises, pretty much. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw that it's it's actually from NBA 2K. Um, they've got they've got crowd noises like as a, as a fake crowd. Um, uh, and I wanted to get you guys' opinion on that because I've been watching a bit of um, AFL here and here in Brizzy, Australia, and they they do that on their broadcast. They've got sort of some fake crowd noises, and it, I think there's someone there pressing the buttons about <laughs> when the crowd goes <laughs> wild sick, or something, yeah. and you can. It, it was a bit weird at first, but but I've actually come around on it. I actually, in, yeah. in terms of the AFL, it's actually worked pretty well. Yeah. And, it, and it almost, after, I think it's been about eight rounds now, um, it, it sort of feels normal and feels natural. Um, mm. At first, it's a bit weird, um, but I think, I think I actually prefer it in, in terms of um, not have, having that eerie kind of silence yeah. when someone makes a big shot or, or if like someone has a big dunk there's just quiet I think that would be a w- bit weird so I- I'm okay as long as they don't go crazy and 
you know, after every single small play, the crowd goes nuts yeah. kind of thing. I, I think it is so important just for the viewer's experience just to be able to feel like they're watching an NBA game again. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I don't want it to be like a, you know, summer league, it's, it's, not, it's not bad or anything, or even preseason games, but you can still feel like the atmosphere isn't quite the same as an, a normal NBA game. Especially in the playoffs. You yeah, know, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. Man, when you're watching that, even just watching on the TV, and you're seeing that crowd, or you can just hear them chanting like defense. Yeah. Even just, you know, all those little things, just you don't really notice it, but it, it adds to the experience. And if the NBA can somehow replicate it through, you know, fake noises, or I don't know how else they can do it. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, they have like fake cheerleaders on the. On the oh, do they the really? Like, like visual sort of <laughs> yeah, thing? Yeah, they have like. Being like, I don't know. Oh, I don't know about that. That seems a bit corny to me. But <laughs> they, they have to do something. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Cal? Um, I, I, I think it's definitely in a positive direction. I definitely think they will put um, some of the, the defense and simulate some of those noises. Um, but w- when you look at it, it kind of reminds me of like a, a college game or a, in the gym of a high school game. And it could be interesting to see some of the players actually sitting in the stands itself and um, they're zooming into their face when... I know a big play happens. Um, <laughs> Joel and B is just trolling on the free throw line. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> y- yelling yeah. some chat to um, all, all the centers he dominates. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if they would actually be able to you know, sit in those games. You reckon they'd be like... Uh, I, sh- I don't think so. Surely not. So, like, I think they're being that strict that yeah. I think it'd be only people who are, are working the game, like yeah. media and that, they're allowed to be there. That's a pity. I wonder if the commentator is allowed to be there. Like... Are they in the building or are they doing it remotely? Uh, I believe, remote as well. I think they're in the bubble itself as well. So they have all the same quarantine okay. measures um, and they have to do yeah, the whole right. three month thing. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. So they'll all be hearing Mike Brings bang after after someone hits a big shot. <laughs> I hope he is back. I hope, I hope, he I hope is. that's enough to hype up the, the players yeah. like, instead of the crowd being there. Mm. Um, one, one of my takeaways was the. Um, I noticed that Becky Hammond was coaching the Spurs for a game, and I think they're actually rotating a few things on the on the Spurs side of things. Mm. And um, I just bring this up because um, what I took away from this is that it looks as though Pop is setting up sort of the giving the keys to someone else for his retirement, basically, yeah. and and sort of palming off the, the the responsibilities of head coach to the next. Um, person in line, whether, whether that be Becky Hammond or another one of their assistant coaches, and I thought, <clears throat> I thought that was interesting, um, and it's probably a good way to go about it. Really, like it's, you know, you think of the Spurs as being this model franchise. Yeah, it just sort of shows me that shows to me that it's it is from that head down, from yeah, Popovich and, down. And Pop's always been you know fairly progressive in his you know his yeah. ideas and yeah. always trying to you know kind of um, improve the quality, you know. Across the NBA, and so I can see that as being as a you know, yeah, of why. And, and traditionally, in NBA sort of circles, this isn't how they sort of do that. That it's not really how they would move on from a coach. Normally, they would, you know, one coach would retire and they'd go out and hire someone completely different, mm. you know, like a Tom Thibodeau <laughs> for the Knicks <laughs> or something like that. Up, yeah. But but for the Spurs, like there, there's going to be some. If if this is actually how they're going to do it, there's going to be some continuity going into next season. Someone who's with the system, who's actually had firsthand experience as their head coach and it would just be just a way more seamless transition and I think that even though it's not Popovich there who um, well, this will be a chat for another day who I think is one of the greatest coaches of all time there's still going to be not much of a misstep in terms of the system that they've implemented um, so I thought that was pretty interesting to, yeah. to notice from the these preseason sort of games I, I totally agree and I'll just say that um, 
Becky, I think the Spurs are the first, the the perfect franchise to do it. And if you actually just look at the the tree of assistant coaches that were under Popovich, who became head coaches throughout his stand at the Spurs, just because obviously his reputation is so, um, as you said, Mitch, if not the best, but you know one of the best coaches of all time. So it, it's a different scenario because Becky's been working under him for so long. Um, she's got you know the best mentor in the league, really. So. Um, I, I look forward to her to being a head coach in this league. Yeah, cool. Um, so this is going to be our last podcast before we've got actual, real life, meaningful NBA <laughs> basketball. I'm yeah. pretty, I'm excited. Like it's coming. I think here in Australia this Thursday um, at the end of the week. So before yeah. the actual action starts, I just wanted to, to discuss what are we most looking forward to, and what are we going to be keeping our eye on in those eight. Um, games before the playoffs start, you know, whether we're watching some form of a particular team, whether we're just excited to see a certain player come back um, and, and play um, or, or anything else outside the box. Um, so, Cal, I'll start off with you first. What are you looking forward to most in these first few games before the, the actual playoffs get started? Um, I'm looking forward to, f- firstly, I guess all of these body transformations is, is one thing I just oh, want yeah. to see in action. <laughs> Skinny Jokic. Yeah, Skinny Jokic. Skinny um, Harden. Skinny Harden. The, skinny, the skinnification um, of the Everyone seems to be in like incredible shape going into this um into this bubble. <laughs> just because I feel like it's a good scenario how obviously usually in the offseason people just go on holiday. Um, but because yeah. the mentality this time, it's like, hey guys, we're going to step straight up into the playoffs. Everyone's just working real hard. So I think everyone's going to step into it guns firing. So I'm, I'm super excited. Um, as you said, Mitch Jokic, I reckon this Nuggets team could be interesting because... Um, obviously, Skinny Jokic stepping in, um, but oh, and and I just feel like that they could be a team that could probably go down in the rankings, jump up. It's and any all of that West, yeah. it's just so wild in the West. They're you all, get like they're all pretty close. You yeah. got about five teams that are all like very very similar um, records, it's and it's it's all just going to shift and change so so quickly and easily. Um, it's yeah. definitely going to be a very wild wild West for those eight games. Um, especially, I think I think the biggest change would be um, the Trailblazers, who I touch on as well. The Trailblazers bring back in Zach Collins, who had a pretty pretty bad injury earlier in the season. He's back now. Um, you got Skinny Mellow, another skinny case. Skinny Mellow. He's, it. Apparently, he shifted down to the, the small forward. I, I heard as well. Yeah, look, that, he's, he's a skinny skinny frame now, man. He can play that small small forward. <laughs> I believe that when I see it. I, I still think his best position is power forward in, in this sort of NBA. Um, yeah, well, and, and that's the other thing you have. Um, you have Nurkic coming back from injury too. So you have those two guys who originally would have been in the starting lineup uh, that are now back and from injury. Side as well. Yeah, they're yeah. quite big actually when when you break down their team. So yeah, a few few players returning from injury. Jermaine, what are you what are you looking forward to? I'm suppose? looking forward to the Oklahoma City. Okay, so yeah, those guys have been they've been quite surprising. They're sitting. You know, fifth in the West, which is a pretty big. That season. surprises me. Even even when you say that right now, yeah, that that still surprises me. That they're fifth they're, the they're fifth in the West. Like they're, they're, they're close to getting home court. They're tied. They're, they're they're tied with the Rockets at the moment. And you know, when I think a lot of t- a lot of people, including myself, wrote them off as a. I did too. Yeah. 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 As even a playoff team. I mean, like, oh, I just, I, I I thought maybe they would make the playoffs. Maybe make it in the eighth seed, but. I can see them with how they're gelling at the moment. I can see them making noise and just maybe even sneaking to that third, honestly. Yeah, okay. okay. To the third uh, what, seed. I'm, what I'm seeing from... 
Third seed, I reckon. I reckon what? they could come up to that third seed. Hot take. Well, hot take here. Well, well what's, the, um, what's, what's the difference at the moment? What? Hold on, let me just pull it up right here. Um, but they've, you know, they've been playing well all season. They've been playing well. And I'm, I, I'm, the, I'm a really big Shea Gildas Alexander exactly. fan. He's, he's, he's a, he's a, I'm a big fan of him, and I think he's a very talented young player. So, but the OKC, they're, they're, what are they? Third seed. They're three games behind the Nuggets, who are currently in the, um, the third seed. So, I suppose it is doable if the, if the skinny, skinny Jokic thing doesn't work out. And well, I mean, I was watching off. the Nuggets like, game. I was looking at a few stats and just kind of reviewing that game. And that was a pretty messy game from the Nuggets. They had 25 turnovers. Jokic had eight. I mean, it's only one game. It's, sure. it's the first. Yeah, yeah, a lot of rust. But they, yeah, they were, and they were obviously experimenting with their big lineup. But I mean... Yeah, yeah, I think I think I don't know. The, the the Denver Nuggets is a team that requires a lot of continuity. I think they play very fast and free, so mm. there may be a bit of room for them to sort of fall off. But I don't know. I I can't say I can get behind you. <laughs> you take nah, it. Oh, Oklahoma City. Looking, yeah, looking pretty healthy these days. Oh, when he's when, it's, to, when he's healthy. To throw back to our, our last episode, he's he's a player that could definitely benefit from this yeah. break. Um, so so given that that could be a good thing for him. If but, you look into the advanced oh. stat of that lineup, that, that small ball lineup the OKC put through with um, Shea, CP, and um, they put Schroeder in there. Um, it's actually been like, because that's usually their closing lineup as well. Yes. And it's been winning them a lot of games. And um, it is because of, yeah, CP3 can guard one, to, one through three. Um, and he's just been mm-hmm. killing it this season. So, yeah, look, that's yeah, a good pick. Cool. Yeah, I, I can't say I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying they could make some noise. That's right, I'm not it, picking them for three. The, the yeah. I mean, I'm saying there's a potential for them to be three. Fair enough. Fair you enough. Hit first. Um, what I'm looking for, and this is going to be the homer pick of the day, I'm going to be looking forward to watch my Boston Celtics. And in particular, if they can get to that number two seed, because to me, that number two seed in the East is like, Gold. Yeah. I need, uh, if we get to that number two seed versus the Brooklyn Nets with no Irving, no Durant, yeah. I don't think John Dre Jordan's even playing. Probably they're, not, no. they're, they're a bit of a shell of themselves. And I think that that would be a good way for us to sort of warm up into the playoffs. You know, even we're coming off eight games, we probably need more practice under our belts. You know, mm. there's plenty of room for upsets in that first round if teams are not firing on full cylinders. And I don't want to be versing the Philadelphia 76ers in the first all round. All the paces, all the heat. Wherever that I'll take the paces, but the heat and the, the sixes, yeah. I, I want to escape. So as a, as a Celtics yeah. fan... I really want us to catch those Raptors and, and see if we can move up to number two just mm-hmm. so we can get that, that easy first round and then just get a little bit of, little bit of experience under our belt before yeah. we start versing those teams that are uh, a bit of a match-up problem for us. As, as we were saying, eight games is not much. It's not a lot. It's not a lot of games to get a lot of reps under your belt. and exactly. It'll be interesting to see who, who can pick up and run with it the fastest. Mm-hmm. So, a bit of a homer pick there. Um, all right, so we're going to move on now. Now, this will be... The, the big discussion of the day. Um, now, we're going to be going through... Oh, first of all, before we go into our personal list, there was a, a, a list coming out from Bleach Report, I think it was a few weeks ago, basically going through their top 100 players and in more depth, their top 50 players in the, in the NBA currently right now. I just want to say one thing. Chris Middleton was number 10 on that list. Actually? Legit. What? Chris Middleton was number 10 in, according to the Bleach Report. That was my shot as well, Jermaine. Absolutely overrated. Okay. My. <laughs> what the actual fuck? Like, 
I'm anno- I'm I'm annoyed that I'm annoyed right now. <laughs> that's exactly what they want. They I mean, just, he's having a all, great oh. season, but come on, like, yeah. uh, he, he's number he's, ten. He's a I was great surprised he made the All Star game. I, I was surprised he made the All Star game. He wouldn't make the All Star game in the West. Yeah, if he was playing in the West, he would not make the All Star team. And there's twelve players right there. He had a good season last season in the year before. He's this taken a step back this year. Step back. Probably still the same player, but I mean, oh, he's he's more efficient. He's he's pretty much yeah, in the fifty forty ninety club. I want to I want to read out the the players that Chris Middleton was ahead of on this list. Just just to <laughs> just to really get your juices flowing, Jermaine. <laughs> he was ahead of Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell, Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal. Like, do I need to go on? Like, Siakam, <laughs> all Paul those George. players. Siakam, no. Paul, George, Tatum. Like, yeah. how the hell has this happened? Who was in charge of this list? And are they fired right this now? This is all just the media. This Ugh. is all anything to, to create a headline. Well, they're right. talking, <laughs> talking over, you know, this yeah, well, great podcast. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm annoyed that I'm annoyed. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to be brought into that but yeah, anyway I couldn't I couldn't let that slide because that was the inspiration for this this sort of list ahead but but come on yeah, come on please that's report that, let's let's just let's pull your heads and in. look that sets the um, tone as well because there was a lot of very terrible terrible picks throughout that whole bleacher report yeah. top 100 <laughs> so that really set the tone yeah man. yeah I think I think that was just my highlight for me and I think that yeah it basically just sums up what they <laughs> what they're thinking over there at bleacher report um, but now we're going to go into our top uh, we've decided to go top fifteen uh, in in the list, um, and the way we're gonna we're gonna go through we're gonna go through our bottom five, so fifteen through eleven first, um, and we're gonna be revealing the players um, sort of one at a time. And, and if, for example, I reveal my number ten and Jermaine, it's your number six, we're gonna save that discussion until we get to the higher placed uh, position, and we'll just sort of discuss where we think these players are um, in the current NBA. Uh, climate. Um, just a quick asterisk off the top, we are not including any players who were injured going into the end of the season. So um, straight off the bat, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving weren't considered for these lists. Um, they're probably the, the main two. So in case you're wondering oh, where's Kevin Durant? He should be number one. <laughs> we're not including him because he's injured, hasn't played all season. So we're, we're taking him out. And he said he's not um, playing but, this season either. We're with Brooklyn. Yeah. He's, he's bitching it. So um, we're just going to be off the bat, not including him. But basically, apart from those two, everyone else is fair game. Um, Steph Curry will be in our list somewhere. Um, sort of decided that he played enough throughout the season. Um, is he top 50? Well, he was healthy by he, the end of the season. He was healthy by the end of the season. And we had enough sort of footage to look at, to mm. see and assess. We know what Steph Curry is and we know that yeah. he's still the player. that and we he, all know he would be playing if the Warriors were... That's the, right. That's the, right. The, if they were there, that he, he would be playing, no doubt. Okay, so um, why don't we go, Jermaine? Let's let's give. I want you to run through your fifteen through eleven. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just going to go through these first five pretty quickly and discuss um, if it is in our top ten. We'll we'll save the discussion mm-hmm. yeah. for then. All okay. right. Well, starting from fifteen, I've got. Yep. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal. Bradley okay. Beal. Just, Snub of the All Star game. Let's just run through your your first four and then then we'll chat to so some ones that fifteen. That, Bradley Beal. Yep. Fourteen. Ben Simmons. Interesting. 13, Rudy Gobert. 12, Jimmy Butler. And 11, Russell Westbrook. Wow, okay. Now, there's a, that That's was a tough, and I, I know there's a, you know, there's a lot of, that could be up for discussion. Okay, okay. But those are my top. I, uh, say them again, I'll tell you the ones that I don't have. So, first. Bradley Beal, 15. Yep. Ben Simmons, 14. Rudy Gobert, 13. 
Jimmy Butler 12 and Russell Westbrook 11. Okay, I had three of those five. I didn't have Russell Westbrook and I didn't have uh, Ben Simmons. Those are the two. I had the other three. three. I didn't have Rudy Gobert either. I only hit two of those five, Jermaine. Okay, I had Rudy Gobert at 15. So um, why don't we we start there? Rudy Gobert. I think, think, well, first of all, he's the best defensive player in the league. And... Yeah, by far. And, and the best player on the Utah Jazz. Best player on Utah Jazz. Uh, and I think criminally underrated. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think he's only had like one All-Star game appearance. Or this has he even maybe, had? Maybe two. No, no. This maybe, year maybe. was his first year, I thought. Yeah, it was his first year this yeah. year, which, which surprised me. I think yeah. he should have got the last few years, especially when he was winning Defensive Player of the Year. But I think when you when it comes to a difference maker on the defensive end, you can't name anyone better. Um, not only are like his blocks like crazy high yeah. but just the amount of shots that he changes yeah. and and also on the offensive end he's underrated i'm pretty sure he averages like 17 points a game yes, um, and an efficient like 17 points mm. a game um so just like a rock for that that utah team so yeah that presence as he that he yeah, has on defense is actually just it's just incredible and <laughs> seeing the playoffs as well especially yeah you know, i've seen it yeah year after year that man he just He's just so reliable on defense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like there was that one game in the uh, in the FIBA Olympics when in the quarterfinals the France knocked out the USA, and that was literally just because Rudy Gobert literally just dominated the court and he looked like the best player out there. Yeah, yeah. So I, I had him at fifteen. Cam, you didn't have him in your top fifteen. Any any reason why you just think he's not? I mean, I consider him, enough I, on offense. I personally, I found the eleven to fifteen really hard. And yeah. I, I definitely considered him. I threw him in at one point and then took him out for someone else. So, look, I'm not going to hate on the pick. It's a great pick. R- Rudy, he mm-hmm. should be up there, really. He's the best defensive player in the league. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so the other one I didn't have was Russell Westbrook. Cal, did you have Russell Westbrook in your I did 15? Have Russell Westbrook. I had him at my 15. Just okay, sliding in so there. You had him just, just I almost in put there. Rudy above him, but I, I went All with right. Russell uh, Westbrook just because... Look, the man, he's still balling. He's averaging some big stats this season again. He's with the Rockets. Um, it, it's just hard to knock him. Um, I think right now as well... Oh, I can, I can knock him. I yeah. can knock him. <laughs> a lot of people can knock him. I feel like I previously, well. he, um, he's never really been a team that has perfectly kind of balanced w- what he brings to the table. And the Houston Rockets, all of them can shoot, and it literally just allows him to get into the paint. And that's what he's the best at doing. He is... His stats in the paint is some of the best in the league this season, and he's putting up 27.5 points a game. Um, oh, I'll, I'll give him this. This I think this year with the Houston Rockets has been the best I've seen him play. It's a perfect fit for his play style. Like, yeah, and I, and I think they've utilized his skill set the best. And I think credit to Russell Westbrook, he's actually come out and made a shift in his game. Mm-hmm. He's, he's attacking the rim a lot more. He's settling less for those, like, pull-up threes and... Um, taking dumb shots which he used to do a lot back yeah. at OKC um, and on a team that actually has finals championship aspirations I think he is a bit more locked in but the reason I can't have him there is is I've got I've got a few reasons one he's just his boneheaded plays <laughs> at the end of end of games yeah. and and I think uh, he, he's not 
he's not aware of himself. Skill-wise and athleticism-wise, of course, he's one of the best players in the NBA. Yeah. But that's that's not what separates yourself into this top 15 list. Mm-hmm. I think I think your IQ, your basketball IQ, needs to be taken into consideration. Yeah. And I, I just don't think Russell Westbrook has that. And he has never shown that in any part of his career. Doesn't it, that's, I, think I don't that, know about that. He doesn't have basketball IQ. I mean, the man put up double-digit assists for... He's just, he's just, oh, okay. like, he's just yeah. assist, 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 assist. I, I, I agree with you, Mitch. Even though he is on by, you know, 11 to 15. Don't get me started on him averaging a triple yeah, double. I, I swear to God, if the media yeah. frosts him <laughs> averaging a triple double one more time, I'm going to lose yeah. it. For me, it's I, hard I, to I get the assist though. stats at the moment. Yeah. It, it's not hard when you've got the ball in your hand for yeah. the for the first 22 seconds and then you throw the ball out in the last two seconds yeah. and someone has to shoot it. You can do that 10 times a game, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that the ball will go in. Yeah. Granted, I'm, I'm not saying he's a terrible player. Yeah. I just I just don't think that he distinguishes himself as like a top 15, you know, barely top 20 player in my yeah. opinion. Ooh, um, barely top 20. Which is still, you know. Yeah. I, mean, I, I still think, I think his talent alone, athleticism-wise, his IQ, sure, not doesn't quite get there with the, the rest of the group. Yep. But I think his talent alone still, you know, for me... I considered him. Yeah. I considered him. But I just think, yeah, I think there's there's some players for me that are that are just... Yeah, I would rather, if I'm selecting all these players to build my team, yeah. I would choose 15 other guys before I start to choose Russell Westbrook in terms of someone who I want to be the cornerstone of my my team for this year. Yeah. You know, I'd rather have Rudy Gobert on my team than Russell Westbrook. That's basically yeah. my logic. Right. And that's how I've done my list. Um, Callum, let's run through your 15 through 11. All right. So um, I had Westbrook at the 15, as I mentioned. I then okay. had um, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Ooh. Jimmy Butler. Oh, I like Ooh. to hear that. I like to hear that, Cal. And then PG just on that 11 spot. Poor, poor George. Okay. I, I like to hear that you've got Jason Tatum, one of my Celtics in there, which is funny because I actually didn't have him in my top 15. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> he wasn't there for me. That is yes. interesting. Yeah. He has I been think, on a tear, think... man. He, he has been killing it. Um, I feel like the last month of this season, he was really proving himself. Um, maybe maybe I'm like just not wanting to put all my money on him in case he disappoints me in the playoffs. Fizzles out a bit. <laughs> out. But yeah, I, I, I can see him being there, but... As of right now, I'm not sure. Yeah. But the, yeah. This so, is his last eight games of the season. 32, 33, 36, 41, 28, 39, and then 15. He was, he was, he was, That's pretty impressive. He That's was hot. Impressive. He was heating up. And not only that, but he was also, and this is one of the reasons I put him in there, is he was making some big defensive plays. He was lo- locking people down. And, and that's what kind of put him in my books over the edge because he can be a bit more of that... Um, lockdown defender now, as well as a go-to scorer, um, and can get you a bucket at any point in the game. Well, yeah. I'm liking what you're saying, Callum. I hope I'm, I'm liking what you're saying. He's I... definitely got that high ceiling in terms of things he can do on the court. Yeah. You know, on both sides as well. And you know, yeah, I, I can I can respect that um, that decision to put him in top 15. Although I do think it's a little premature, but no. I think that's the word yeah. premature. Like I think he's definitely going to be there. And and, and oh, like sure. I said, I think I think he's probably for me probably around that 16, 17 kind of range mm. um, in terms of like, now I wouldn't trade him for a lot of these players on there, but that's taken into yeah. account his age. If I had him for one season or just these playoffs, yeah. again, that's the way I'm sort of like looking at looking yeah. at this. I'd probably rather is, have him. He is good. I mean, what's he only like 22 or something like that? Yeah. Maybe. 
I think I think the others we were all in agree with. The only other one that you had that neither of Jermaine and I had was Donovan Mitchell. I, I didn't have him in my top fifteen. Oh really? Because he's probably oh, man. No, that's something to I me. I probably actually well. have him a fair a fair bit down. Actually, I. I if you look know, on Bleacher Report, they have him at 32, which I think is so stupid. Yeah, the person at 31, <laughs> 31 was Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Like, are you... Yeah, I, <laughs> like, yeah I don't, I'm not saying that, but I, I don't think he... He probably wouldn't be in the top 20 for me. Um, maybe just outside there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's a bit harsh, but... I mean, I put Mitchell I um, I put Mitchell and I didn't put Rudy in. So I guess I guess people can go so back you think, and forth. So you think, you think, you think Donovan Mitchell's the Utah's best player? I think he is. 24, 4, and 4 every game. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I think I just think that the you know the seven extra points that he scores per game um, inefficiently yeah. over Rudy Gobert isn't enough to sort of outweigh what Rudy Gobert brings to the, on the defensive end. Um, you know, I think, you know, if, if someone told you that Donovan Mitchell only scored seven more points a game than Rudy Gobert, that you'd probably be surprised by that. But it's... It's legit, and yeah. and and Rudy does it way more efficiently. Mm. And I know I know um, Donovan's obviously setting up the offense a little bit more, but there are a lot of playmakers on that team. So you yeah. know, Mike Conley, even Jingles is is a good playmaker. So I think you know he's probably just not as important to that team as as Gobert, but yeah, fun player to watch. Um, and, and yeah, definitely, he's what, definitely, their, you know, he, he'd be their closer. You know, they go to guy at the end of the game. So and that's yeah, that, that's that's the point. Yeah, so. It's how, how much you value that closing factor yeah. versus the... the nice I, I raised that. that that's, and that's why I put him above Rudy because he's the person yeah, who's yeah, going to... Okay. At the end of the day, um, he's going to be the one who, who wins in that game in, in the okay. clutch. Cool. So so my, my 15 through 11, I've got uh, Rudy Gobert at 15. I had Jimmy Butler at 14. Jimmy. Carl Anthony <laughs> Towns at 13. Um, I had Bradley, Bradley Beal at 12. And I had Paul George, same as you, Cal, at 11. Just what are you doing with Carl Anthony Towns? I'm sorry, but yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> even consider him. I, like, I'm sorry, I but he's year after year. As in, as in you guys got him higher? No. Oh, no. Year no. after year, he's, he has he's, just he's, put up stats on a losing team. And he's just proven to do that. Yeah. So oh, the, wow. the, the one year really? he made the playoffs was literally when Jimmy Buckets was there. And <laughs> they, they won like, they were on a really good record about like kind of 32 and, and 15. And that's when Jimmy went down. And mm. and then they slid all the way down to the eight seed because they kept losing more games with Carl Anthony Towns. So I, I don't really rate him. He's one of those big stats, bad team kind of kind of kind of people. Yeah, look, I'm going to have to disagree there. So I same think, with Devin. I think, I think Devin Booker's just as good as Carl Anthony Towns, personally. Well, I think I think Devin Booker's probably a little bit more one note than Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I think Carl Anthony Towns has got a bit more of a complete game, and I think look, and this is why he's at 13, not in the top 10 for me. Um, like he's talent-wise, he's one of the best in the league. You can't you can't really argue that he's one of the best big men in the league. Um, he he is an excellent passer. He's a great shooter for a big guy. Um, he's got a lot of different moves. Great defender. Uh, I won't say oh, I, I won't say great defender. I'll I'll say he's cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll back up it. He's an okay defender. He's service, okay, serviceable. Um, if you're playing a seven-game series right now and you have to pick between Westbrook and Carl Anthony Towns, so who who are you going to pick? I'm, I'm, I'm picking Westbrook. I, I, I'm, I'm picking Westbrook. Come on. Westbrook as well. yeah. All right, fair, fair enough. I, I just I, I like I like the versatility that he brings, and yeah. I like the the matchup that he, the the matchup nightmare he can like bring to a, an opposition team. Yeah. Um, and I think I think in fairness to to Cat, he he's had some he's had some awful coaches. He he's honestly had some really bad coaches. Mm-hmm 
coaching his team and, and not utilizing. You're going to take strengths. down Tom and, and Thibodeau not, again, man. <laughs> I am. I'm doubling down. <laughs> I'm doubling down on the Tom Thibodeau hate this point. But but yeah, I just I just don't think that Minnesota's got the best out of Carlton Towns. Yeah. But I will I will admit that his attitude and his sort of competitive fire is is pretty lacking. Yeah, so. and that's a big point for me. You know, yeah. you kind of yes, he's on a losing team most of the time. You know, but I mean, he's been in the league for four or five years now. You know, you expect some sort of maturity, or you expect some leadership from him, and you know. But I, I haven't quite seen that from him just yet. And that's okay. that's kind of why that's for me. I, I wouldn't even consider him in the top twenty, honestly. But talent, talent wise, I've seen him. You know, crossover. You know, guards yeah. and stuff like that. That's right. Full court and yeah, incredible stuff. Did, did you but, put Jimmy yeah. Butler behind um, Carl Anthony Towns? I, I did actually, yeah. I, I'm a bit, I'm a bit oh, unders man. on Jimmy. I hope, I think, I hope Jimmy's Jimmy... not listening to this podcast, man. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I just think that Jimmy is hyped up because of his. Yeah, oh, don't even start with that. <laughs> don't even start with that. But I think, I think Jimmy gets hyped up in the media because he's like this tough guy. And he's, he you know, he's just he always wins. Every team the old school ballers love him. He also joins good teams, Cal. Like he, he, he plays for good teams. And obviously, they're going to do better with Jimmy on the team than when he's not there. He's a good player, um, but I just think he—he's not as good at creating his own shot. Um, his, you know, his defense is good, but it's overrated. I think it's—he's like one of those intensity guys that you think because he's so intense that he's—he's he's good at defense. He's when dropped the off numbers the past don't support that. That, 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 that. That's true. Um, yeah. So I think you know I, I, I like Jimmy, and I I, I like him, but I think he's just one of those kind of overhyped kind of guys yeah. uh, but he's in he's fun to watch he's putting up yeah. um, career highs and rebounds and assists right this year. <laughs> got some hate on that one all right let's go, let's go into our top 10 okay so we're going to go around at our 10 if if we've got someone um much higher on our list we're going to save it for when we get there the discussion when we get there so jermaine let's start off with your number 10 so for number 10 for me i've got paul george okay, okay. so and that's Cal what we had about we have him at eleven, yeah. Yeah. So I think we're all pretty much in agreement there. He's mm-hmm. you know top ten ish sort of sort of player. Yeah, yeah. We've seen him yeah, lead teams and but not quite get that far in I mean yeah. he's gone to the Eastern Conference Finals, yeah, a few times. Oh, yeah. Back in the pace of days. Yeah, for yep. sure. Yeah. But I mean at the moment, yeah, in terms of the guys ahead of him. I feel like injuries have, have slowed him down a little bit this year. Like last year he was top three defensive player of the year candidate, and I think that was to me his peak. Yeah, last um, year he had a huge. Season. He had a big year. Yeah. I think he's taken a bit of a step back here, and and if I was ranking him on last year's form, I would have him a bit higher. Mm-hmm. But I think still trying to learn how to gel with Kawhi and injuries, I think are the two biggest things that have sort yeah. of bumped him just towards the bottom of the. Yeah, he really hasn't played too many games as well this season. As yeah, well, so that's kind of I would have him a little bit higher, honestly, but because of this season, yeah, he hasn't played too much. Cool. I just put him at ten. I think that's fair. I think we were all in agreement there. So, Cal, what's your number ten? My number 10 is Nikola Jokic. Oh, my number 10 too. I've got, that's the same one. So our 10 and 11 are the same here, Cal. Look at this. Yeah, Um, I've got him there. Have you got him higher? Higher. Okay, we'll we'll discuss him a bit later then. So not not nine? Not not, not your number nine? He is number nine. Oh, he's number nine? (laughs) Okay, we'll discuss it now then. That's all good. I know, we'll we'll jump in there. What's your nine, Mitch? And um, we'll make a bit of a case for the number nine spot. Okay, my, my number nine is Joel Embiid. I had Dame Lillard at my number nine. Uh, I've got Dillard, I've got a little bit higher, so we'll discuss him a bit later, I think. Um, but I think okay, to go well, with the two the two big guys, Jokic and Embiid, I, I think if I'm just picking the two, mm-hmm. I'm definitely taking Embiid 
like 10 times out of 10. One for his scoring potential. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll notice in my list, the scoring is just a premium in the NBA. A, yeah. a player who's able to get their own shot. Um, and as a big man, that's quite rare to do. Yeah. And I think that's just what is the most valuable part of a player. Yeah. Um, so I think he's got the scoring edge over Jokic and he's also got the defensive edge over mm-hmm. Jokic in yeah. terms of um, you know, being that, that brick wall at the back of the defense there and preventing people from getting to the basket. Um, he's much more athletic, much more mobile, uh, won't get caught out in other teams trying to isolate him off pick and rolls. Mm. I think that's a weakness in Jokic and that yeah. can, I think we'll, we'll see it get exploited in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, a lot of players will set pick and rolls and get the point guards trying to go one-on-one with Jokic. Mm. And I think that's just probably going to let him down where I think yeah. Embiid can hold his own a bit better there. Well, one of the criteria I look when I was making this list is um, if I'm playing a seven-game series, um, who am I going to pick over um, yeah. each other? And and when you yeah. look at it, especially since you know you had the likes of Kawhi, LeBron, Giannis, those big bodies attacking the rim, um, I think having big Joel Embiid back there, defensive-minded um, talent is, is a big, big asset. And that's why yeah. I, I pick him over Jokic as well. Yeah, so I had him at nine. I don't, you guys haven't set him yet, so you guys might have him higher then. Is I have him a little bit higher. You got him a bit higher? I got him a bit okay, higher. Got him okay, cool. So we, we're all in agreement that Embiid over Jokic. Yeah. yeah. I would say okay. Embiid was cool. my number seven. So I, I'd break down my eight before it was Lillard, and, and Embiid was my seven. But we'll keep okay, going. Okay, okay. All right, cool. So yeah, I've still got Lillard higher. <laughs> so <laughs> he's, he's a bit higher for me. Um, so I haven't done my eight. You've done your eight. I haven't done my eight. Oh, yet. what's your number eight, Jermaine? My eight is Sam's count and Dane Lillard. Dane nice. Lillard? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll reveal my, my Lillard. I had Lillard at seven. Um, okay. I, I had him just, just one spot higher. Yeah. Um, and I'm interested, because you guys have not said a name that I have going to say my eight. I'm interested to see your take on this. But Lillard, I used to, I used to be a bit down on Lillard, but he's really won me over the last couple of years. Yeah. No, it's the same thing what we were saying last podcast about how he's, you know, kind of proven year after year that playoff success and he just keeps improving. Extended that range. Yeah. He he he's he's special, man. I I I get I get the killer kind of mentality from Damian Lillard and just like that steps up in big game moments. Yeah. You know, that, and that and his range, like his range has improved every mm. single year. Like he is nearly on par with Steph Curry in terms of like yeah, three point range. He's comfortably shooting Forty footers near the logo all the time. So, and he's got the athleticism that that Steph Curry doesn't have. Yeah, so. that's a big thing. And I guess the the only you know reason why we don't put it, I guess, high is maybe defensively is mm. hasn't hasn't ever really had that. So that's kind of capped his potential, really. I think it's hard also to put point guards really high. Yeah, just just I think especially small point guards. Well, like Small point guards. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think there's only so much they can do. They're, they're always going to be exposed when they need to guard the bigger guys like mm-hmm. LeBron and Kawhi and, and all those sort of things on like pick and roll matchups. Yeah. And the way that the league is heading, it's you know, it's it's hard to have as much of an impact on a game as some of those bigger players. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was your eight, um, Cal? Yeah, my eight was Dame as well. So Okay, well, my, my eight, and I think you guys, this might be your seven, or if he's not, then I'll be a bit surprised, but uh, my, my eight was Luka Doncic. 
Oh, come on. Oh, what? Look at that shit. What? I, <laughs> can I say, I, I have him higher. I have him higher. Oh, no. <laughs> I have him higher. Have him higher? Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> Jermaine, he's not even your list. He's not even in my top 15. What? No way. Have Are you, you been watching NBA basketball, bro? I have been watching NBA, and I'm not going to be bored into You didn't even have him in your top 15? One year hype. Okay, you just let, me just, let me just say this. What? Okay. For, any, for anyone to be in a top 15 of the world basketball player, Luca is there. Uh, Talent-wise, he's he's there this season. Yeah, but for this, these guys have done it for multiple years, year and year. Uh, come on, championships. He's been a pro for that. years. Don't give me that. He's he hasn't been in the Europe. playoffs yet. He's in the playoffs. I don't now. care. Yeah, he's, he's uh, you, you know he's got that killer mentality. You can see it in games. Oh. He's putting up. Oh I'm going to read out his stats right now. He's putting up. Yeah, twenty-eight point <laughs> seven, nine point three rebounds, eight point seven assists. That's and and he's I'll leading the best it. offense ever. This is the best offensive. Yeah, they're the number one offense in the league, and, and well he's done, leading them guys. into the playoffs as well. Like, yeah. well done. Well wow. Done. Okay, so well, I think, I think, top 15, I think, Jermaine. No, he's I out. think for me, for me, Luca has proven enough. Where where you're saying that he's not experienced enough, that's that to me. That's that next tier, you know, and that's why I've <laughs> that's why I top five. <laughs> that's well, that's why I've got I've got someone like a Damian Lillard over yeah. Luca Doncic by one spot. Yeah. But if you actually look at them side by side. Luca's got the the ball handling. He's got the range. He's got the athleticism, sort of that that Damian Lillard had. He's a bigger body, which is what I was saying before. He's yeah. he's got that ability to go to that next level, but he he is on par with you know the players like a Paul George, with the players like uh, Bradley Beal, and he just has that extra level of you know ball ball creating, ball mm-hmm. handling, and ability to just run an offense, which I think those other guys below don't don't yeah. have. And the big shots he how, how many times have we seen Luka Doncic oh, he's, he's win a game on a step back shot. jump shot? His, his uh, vision as well. He, when you look at some of the passes that that kid has made, yeah, yeah. it is it is so impressive. He's getting his whole team involved. You're a hater, Jermaine. You're I'm, a hater. I'm not a hater. He <laughs> makes his team better. <laughs> no, no, you're a hater, bro. Nah, nah. <laughs> hey, after this season, when he's you know, let's say he goes through a few rounds, I've seen him you know being tested in the in the playoffs. See how he deals with adversity. See how he brings the team together. Or, you know how he responds. That's that's kind of where I put these. Can, uh, can you please just r- run him. me through your your fourteenth and fifteenth pick again, Jermaine? The fact that you put those uh, other Doncic, <laughs> Ben Simmons and Bradley Beal. No, <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> oh, uh, Ben Simmons. Oh no. Oh man, I can't. I can't get behind that. Wait, wait, so where did you have him, Cal? Where, where did you have him? Um, I had him at the seventh spot. Yeah. Okay. So you and I just had Luca and Lillard flipped. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's why I, I just think Lillard's proven a bit more. Um, I think he's a bit more clutch and probably more efficient than, than Luca. You know, his, um, in, in, especially in terms of like turnovers and things like that. Um, I think Luca's still probably making a few more mistakes than, than Damian Lillard is. Um, and I think that will get exposed in the playoffs, but it's not by much. And um, the argument on Doncic's side, I guess, thing is is the size. He's a he's a bigger player, and I think has that more switchability kind of thing, which is so important at the in the NBA today. That step back is unguardable as well. You can't guard that step back. The amount of yeah, distance he creates. He's so shifty as well. Like he'll just kind of lure people in. Um, he reminds me a lot of kind of James Harden, um, yeah. but uh, the passes that that kid makes, it's phenomenal. Oh, I saw this beautiful pass. He passed out to Seth Curry in one of these preseason games. It was a no look in the air. Oh, oh no, he does so yeah. many no looks. Like all of them are no looks, man. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. No, he's a playmaker. Okay, so have we're all done our top seven now? So we're now into the top six. Um, Jermaine, have you done all your top 
Jeff said, okay, oh, so my, big, my seven was Joel Embiid. Okay, yeah. But for the same reasons. That yeah, that's cool. That can score. So I think we've all got the same players in the, in the top six, unless we've got any wild surprises here. Um, what's your number six, Jermaine? I've got James Harden. James at Harden six. at six. Okay, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Callum, I had a, who's a your... little bit higher. I, I had um, I'd, a... I'd AD at that spot for myself, Anthony Davis. Okay. I did. I did too, and I, and I'll say it now. I've got I've got James Harden at five. One one spot ahead. Of, so of so Davis. do I. I did the same as you, Mitch. Okay. Yeah. So I think I think the argument here that you're going to throw at us is defense over over offense. Uh, not yes, yes, that is something. But yeah. I mean, for me. So if you're I, picking a team, if you're picking a team from scratch and yeah. you had to pick one of these players, you would pick Anthony Davis over James Harden. I would pick Anthony Davis. Yeah. Okay. And for me, yes, Harden unguardable one-on-one player but for me you have to build that team exactly how he wants it you need to have shooters around him which they've obviously done you know with in, in Houston but for me watching him dribble 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 as Charles Barkley would say it's not the yeah. most pretty basketball obviously but I feel it's like really he, he raises your floor more than Anthony Davis does personally but i agree with that and and we've seen examples of that we've seen examples of anthony davis being the best player on his team mm-hmm. and james harden being the best player on his team and we can see how far those teams have gone yeah um granted it was earlier in anthony davis's team but he, st- yeah. he was there for seven years you know like he was in New orleans for seven years we gave him a good chance and i know the team wasn't created as well but but if you yeah. look at the houston rockets they're starting power forward like like say all you want, like but they 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 don't have good players outside of him and Russ. They got rid of Capella, like yeah. who was I in my opinion was their third best player. Um, you know Covington, you know like he's okay, but they're not they're not an all star team. Like they don't they're have they're not very team. deep, and he's taken them year after year to the playoffs. Yeah. And you know say what you will about his playoff form, which is probably why he's not higher on this list. Mm. I think. He's, his offense just can't be denied. You yeah. know, his, and, and I think that the name of the game in, in the NBA today is to, is to get the ball in the basket and to score. Yeah. And there's just no one better than, than James Harden. Hmm. And um, I, I agree on that point. You know, he's, he's only, yeah, he's, he's number six and Anthony Davis is by five. So it is an interchangeable thing. But yeah, it's just, it's just the, I think the, the system is fitted perfectly, you know, and it, that, that's what I think, you know, Anthony Davis is a bit more versatile. You can kind of, you know, put players around him. But but Anthony Davis, I would argue that you need you need like um, a good playmaker mm-hmm. to pair with Anthony Davis. You need shooters around him so he doesn't get the lane clogged up as well. It's the same sort of formula for every team at yeah. the moment. Um, so I would say that it, you know Anthony Davis is not the kind of player that you can just put in anywhere and any situation will mm-hmm. sort of work. Like I think some of these top guys that we're going to start to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, um, I feel like so. the ceiling. The ceiling's just better with with James. That's why I pick him in a seven game series. I go with him right now. You look at his yeah. twenty seventeen eighteen season with Houston. They they got sixty five wins, and I know they had CP, um, but man, that was that, that was a good team. They, they went to the conference finals and they went head to head with probably one of the best teams of all time in that Golden State team. So I haven't seen AD ever go to that level in terms of regular season and also playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. All right, number four. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say we all have the same number four. Um, I'm, I'm, I've got no. no okay. I don't think so. You don't think so? Well, yeah. my number four is Steph Curry. I got Steph Curry. You got Steph Curry too. I Cal? got Steph Curry. I agree. No, 
I think uh, I'm going to uh, take Jermaine's going to shock the world with this pick. Who are you going to call? I've got Giannis at number four. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay, well, oh, I have Giannis, I have wow. Giannis at... Um, so you have him at four, do you? Interesting. I've got him at four, yeah. Wow, I've got him at three. I've got mm. him at three. So, I've got him um, higher. Do you have him higher than that? Should we do a bit of a... Yeah. Where, where do you have... Should we do a bit of a, a Curry versus Giannis debate? I just want to talk about... Let's just talk about Steph at the moment. Yeah, because... Cause, cause I wanted to have yeah, a, okay. I wanted to have a Giannis someone else debate, yeah. but okay, um, that's fine, that's fine. Well, Steph, okay, <laughs> I, I lock him in at four. I think that was an easy pick, to be honest. Yeah, I, I think he fits right in there. I, I, for, for me, I, I think there's a clear top three in the NBA, um, and they're all sort of these small forward players. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Steph Curry, the, the thing that limits him literally is is just his size. I think he's the best player that he can be mm-hmm. at his 6'3 size and frame. Um, the only thing that you could argue is if he had the athleticism of Westbrook, but yeah. but even then... He like, doesn't he, need it though. He's he only, so crafty. Um, he's so crafty and he's, he's, he's an amazing offensive player. He changes... He's literally changed the NBA. He's changed the way that teams guard players. But I just think right now that the, the league has caught up to him a little bit. Yeah. Um, which is why I haven't got him in my top three because they've sort of figured out this switching sort of thing, putting a bigger player on him works a bit more. Mm. Um, and he, he also gets exposed on the other end in terms of putting him in pick and rolls. He, he does all right, mind you. Like, you know, people sort of pick on him for his defense. He, yeah. actually, he actually does he okay. Ground, yeah. He holds his ground better yeah. than, than people would, would normally think, like better than someone like a Lillard or a Westbrook, for example. Mm. Um, but I, I still think it's enough to, just to get him out of that upper echelon of the top three you know yeah well i mean give, give me some give me some why do you think he's, he's well like, i've got curry at three so yeah. just once once above Giannis, one above Giannis. and for me you know the things that we saw throughout his mvp years man and i he's still the same player I, I, I think so, I, yeah I, just, I think he's, he's the, the same, same player I think I think the league has caught up to him is my thing and yeah. yeah even even if the league has caught up and as we're talking about Damien you know catching up to you know that kind of skill set and, mm. and level of play as Curry I still think in terms of playmaking it's yes he's a great shooter but man he's still on another level of, of playmaking as well you know his ball handling is out ball handling is insane you know soon, yes yeah. his range yeah like as soon as he steps on the court, you know, he instantly makes people play, um, people better players. You know, just that that court just comes a little bit bigger for those, you know, guys. I mean, those those slashes, wings, shooters. Everyone has a bit more space to to make plays. So, and he's just so smart as well. Mm-hmm. You know, we've seen him just year after year, just kind of in the playoffs. You know, I think I think having KD as as a teammate for the last few years kind of you know took the attention off him and. You know, without KD, I still I think they would have they would have won it anyway. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't put past him for sure. Yeah. Um, he would have probably got the MVPs, final MVPs, and you know they just happened to have Kevin Durant there. That was he was a beneficiary of playing with Steph Curry. Fuck that team, Steph. I think one of the yeah. biggest knock to Steph's career could could even this be playing with, in terms of his his um averages, obviously playing with um having to share the ball with Durant because that course, MVP, yeah. b- before Durant came over that season, his second MVP season was absolutely mm. crazy. Like 30 he, points he, a game, 50, 45 from three, 90, um, yeah. 90% from the three throw line. Like just so and that 45, that 45%, that 45% from three can't be overstated enough because he was shooting like, I'm sure you've got the stats there. He was shooting 11.2 a game, he, he a game that season. 11.2 a game, yeah. shooting 45%. And shot 45%. 
and, I'm, and, and they weren't spot up threes. Like, mm, like that, that just can't be overstated enough. So historically, I would put him, you know, at their peak, I would put Curry over a lot of these these players ahead of him. But I think yeah. just right now, say I was going to these playoffs, I would mm-hmm. pick the three players that I've got ahead of him over Steph Curry, yeah, which is why I've got him at four. Um, so I want to talk about this next guy because I know you guys have both got Giannis at four and three. Mm-hmm. Um, my number three is... And you guys might have this guy even at number one. Um, I can definitely see an argument for this, but I've got Kawhi Leonard at number three. Interesting. Well, yeah. I, yeah. So I, at this point, I guess all of our top three. Are in, we've in we've obviously got LeBron, Giannis, and and Kawhi basically yeah. Yeah. interchangeable. So why don't we just break down these three players in one hit? Um, how about Jermaine? You, you so you've got Giannis at four. Who yeah. are your two and one? Two is Kawhi. Yep. And then one is LeBron. You still got LeBron James. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Interesting. I have Cal? my number one. My number one, I put Kawhi Leonard. Really? And then I went LeBron right. at number two. And then Giannis yeah. number three. That, that's how I um, broke it down. Okay. So I've got I've got Kawhi three and I had Giannis two and I've got LeBron one. And and I think I, I, I totally, I can go either way. I, I was flip-flopping on these three. Yeah. I, I had, initially when I was first running down, I just had Giannis at number one. Um, but then I just really? think in terms of, I, I did I did just based on his freakish ability and his like statistics, if you just look at statistics, yeah. it's crazy. But I think his limitation is his jump shot. And yeah. the way that you need to play the basketball, like this this NBA these days, is that you need to have a jump shot to be a threat. Mm-hmm. And I think Giannis can be guarded by putting someone big and mobile on him. Yeah. You know, we saw even just last year when the Celtics put Al Horford on him, he eventually figured it out. Mm-hmm. But it was enough for me to think that he wasn't, you know, LeBron James has that, you know, he, he plays chess, do you know what I mean? Like, he can, he can work it out on in, in yeah. the game and sort of exploit those matchups, whereas I don't think Giannis has quite got there yet. And he could easily come out and prove me wrong this playoff and just say, like, you know, fuck you guys, I'm the greatest player and just take the lead by, by you know, the horns and just yeah. completely dominate. Yeah. But I think, yeah. I, I have him over Kawhi, though. So why do you, you guys both have Kawhi over Giannis? What, what's yeah. your reasoning there? Okay, well, I'll, I'll jump in and I'll just say... The playoffs last year, I thought the general consensus was Kawhi dominated Giannis. Like he took, he gave it to him. That that matchup was awesome. Giannis took the first two, and then the Toronto Raptors just won four in a row. And, and that's a good point. Yeah, just steamrolled them. Um, and uh, to be honest, and this is why I have Kawhi at my number one spot is because last year at the end of the playoffs, everyone agreed Kawhi is the best player in the world. He's taken the belt. That's why I've got him there. Um, well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you, just, you just say everyone agreed. <laughs> we are all here saying <laughs> anyone who with some kind of good basketball knowledge would agree. And sure, okay. <laughs> I just remind I mean, you that you're the only one that's got a number one here. <laughs> I mean, look, LeBron's looking awesome. He's he's the king. Um, but right now, I think Kawhi's got the throne. He his stats last season. I'll, I'll put up his playoff um, playoffs per per game. Actually, no, we'll do, we'll do the um, we'll do that Eastern Conference. So I got the stats for that Eastern Conference round. Kawhi um, versus. Giannis and Kawhi's yeah. putting up 39 for 2.2 steals, one block. That's pretty fucking Giannis good, is putting man. Up, Giannis is putting <laughs> yeah. up seven less points and he's only shooting 45% from the field. Wait, Usually Giannis, Giannis shoots like less. 55 or something. Like he, that, a yeah. 10% yeah. decrease in field goal purely because, I mean, I mean, I think, I think if you look at, I think if you look at anyone's playoff 
percentages versus regular season plan percentages, they will drop down. Like I, I'm pretty sure LeBron's percentages drops by maybe maybe not ten percent, but a fair bit, um, just just because teams are able to hone in on the the best player and come up with schemes to defend them. So I don't I don't knock Giannis too much for that, and I don't give Kawhi too much credit for being the sole reason that he was, you know. Not I, I saw them. They, they went at it, and Kawhi won the battle in my mind, and that's why I've got him okay, above. Yeah. I think I think he took the throne last year. Um, I would not be at all surprised if LeBron comes in and um, wins it all, and then changes my opinion. And and same with Giannis, yeah. to be honest. But right now, I'm giving I'm giving it to Kawhi. He's on top. Okay, mm. I, I'm I'm gonna give I'm gonna give a reason why LeBron should be the number one and then Jermaine I'll get you to, to sure. pitch in as well because I know you've got him at number one don't, too yeah. as well so I, the reason LeBron is still number one for me is just because of his control of the court and and the way that he like you you put him on any you talk about you know setting a team up around him you could put LeBron with any five players and he would make the playoffs and I just can't say that for any other except for last season uh, he, was, <laughs> no. he was injured he, he was, was injured, injured yeah. and and the Lakers are some kind of special but <laughs> um, but but I just think I think that he his playmaking ability is his is the thing that sets him apart from Giannis and Kawhi and and the, also the reason that I've got Giannis above Kawhi because Kawhi doesn't have that ability to playmake yeah. he, he he's he's not as good at creating his own shot as I think LeBron is mm-hmm. Um, in terms of like off the dribble pull up jumpers, which LeBron's improved in a lot, um, I think Kawhi is he he's very timely with his baskets, which is why he gets a lot of praise. He, he'll make shots at key moments, yeah. um, which are very important. But in terms of the totality of the game, I think LeBron just has a greater impact. Whether it's you know setting up his teammates through passing, um, you know creating his own shots, I think his totality of his game is able to to get there and and you might say that Kawhi has like a better defense than LeBron I I would agree Um, but I just think that that is less important and I would I I think that team defense is probably more prevalent in the NBA today than than your individual one-on-one matchups so even though I would say Kawhi is a better defender I still think that the playmaking of LeBron sets him apart from from Kawhi in that way yeah no I I totally agree with that and um, that's the that, that was a big criteria for me separating even yeah, Giannis. Even though he was in my fourth spot, but Giannis, Kawhi, and LeBron mm. playmaking was is definitely a, something that separates all of them. And you know, Giannis for me, you know, as you were saying, Mitch, just his um, liability of not being the greatest shooter. Yes, he has improved, but he's have still... you seen him shoot in these preseason games? Yeah, he's he's <laughs> getting better. And hey, it's, it's, it's looking scary, but yeah. hey, like yeah, we still want we still want to see that improvement in in the playoffs, as, as we always talk about. But um, yeah, playmaking wise, Kawhi's. He's gotten better every year. You know, we're seeing him. You know, closing games out. You know, picking rolls, coming off and taking those jump shots and everything. Definitely improved. But in terms of you know, being the best player in the league, LeBron James just the way he controls the floor, as you're saying, just orchestrates everything, slows the tempo down, gets a bucket when you when you need it in the crunch time. Yeah, I think that's just something that he's always had, and that's what's kind of separated him. Yeah, you know, yeah, along with his athleticism, but. Cool. cool. That's why I've got him at number one as well. All right. Well, thanks, thanks, boys. I think we'll, we'll probably leave it there. Um, 
Uh, anyone listening, if you have a different opinion and if you want to get in touch with us, feel free to to shoot us an email. We, we've got a, <laughs> an email set up at ballboysmba at gmail.com or if you're watching on the YouTube, you can hit us up in the comments. Um, and if you are watching, thanks for getting on amongst the, the first two episodes. And if you don't mind leaving us a, a review um, or, or a like on, on YouTube, uh, that would be much appreciated. Um, but thank you, boys, for, for jumping in for episode two. And um, yeah, it's, it's great to be be back on the um, podcast and continue it on. And next time, we guys, we'll, we'll catch up with you all. We'll have actual basketball to talk about, meaningful games that we can we can jump into. And I can't wait. I can't wait. Let's go, boys. All right, I'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Bye.